0: It's mm. oh, exciting, isn't it? Look at the size of that. catch <laughs> You're you kind of a big fan of any fancy bread then? Um no,
1: I'm hungry.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want some of this? Yeah. Do you want some of that saving? This is very gloopy. It's
1: like dough. The- mm, mm. Yeah, Very nice.
0: Gloopy, okay. nutty brownie. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> I had this conversation with my sister but my sister says to me my starting position is, um, is pessimism and hers is optimism. That's what she said to you. Yeah. And she made, she made this revelation to me when I was in like a pub in Stafford and I, and I was thinking to myself like God and we had the same well, we didn't have the same childhood, you know what I mean? But the, the environmental conditions were different, you know, and all of that. But it was, like, really telling. And I thought, yeah, you're right. And all I want to do is pull, I want to pull the space to pieces of the university. I want to pull it to pieces. And I've kind of thought to myself, am I just like the Joker? You know what I mean? Where you just want to break it. It's anarchy. But in that kind of not really very critical yeah, yeah, sense yeah. of what anarchy and anarchism might be, you know, and what really it might build something. And that kind of classic, oh, i just burn it all down. Very male. You know, mm-hmm. green male perception. Is that just me? It's just like that critical university studies thing of I'm going to critique yeah. it, but I've got no answer. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean? Yeah, you could burn it all down
1: actually well. I it's not inside you.
0: Yeah. So I found that um, it was quite a, it was a very revelatory moment there from my sister, really, about that, you know. Oh, starting point's pessimism, Richard. And I sort of okay. think it is, really, and I don't feel hopeful, even about the university, mm-hmm. you know. Even about things like, you know, that project on mm-hmm. decolonising, which is like the most hopeful project I've been involved in oh, yeah. in my tournament at university. You know, but you just sort of think, oh, there's just so much outside. It's, you know, so many naysayers, and you've got so much work to do, but you can't accelerate it. Because mm-hmm. people can't cope with the, yeah. acceler- with the acceleration. They can't cope with the speed it's at now, let alone the acceleration towards whatever it wants to be. You think, oh my God, it's just exhausting yeah? the thought of it, and that I think part of, that's part of what keep, what makes me feel sort of hopeless about the whole. I mean, you get up and keep going, don't you? But but I do feel the amount of work that needs to be done.
1: So I guess that raises for me some questions, like one, what's being coded as hope? Yeah whether the hope you feel is generative. What would be wrong with, if it's not generative, for example, uh, what would be wrong with not having hope in that? <laughs> and does, does continuing rely on having hope in whatever the way that's being coded? I like, I like the idea
0: of coding. it. So there's a sort of a thing about, yeah, we're always asked to, to provide solutions, right? Mm-hmm. That's the kind of classic empirical this view of the university, isn't it? What's your, uh-huh. what's your way out? What's your solution? What's your, uh, what's your recommendations? <laughs> no what or whatever, the is. yeah. Yeah, no matter what the problem oh, is. God, I'm so bored of that. I'm really bored of that i'm really bored of that it's just yeah, like there's there is there's no there's no there's no recommendations there's no policy prescription
1: well, again that opens on to like deeper questions as well so like one is that this system itself is not a solvable problem yeah. like the system the problem that the system creates can't be solved and i'm holding like uh, uh, one of the statements made by i think boventure de santos and probably maybe also Escobar as well, but oh, wow. the, the idea that, you know, modern society and modernity has created uh-huh. solutions yeah. that modernity can't yeah. solve, that we and can't solve with well the tools well that we have, the concepts that we have. So the idea that there are unsolvable problems that we can't solve them given the tools that we've got, even in terms of our own subjectivity, but also the will to solve problems, like the will that everything has a solution, the, the idea that everything has a solution Or else. Yeah, yeah or else it's hopeless, or else everything fails. Or the, who or what else on earth determines the wellness of living by, whether or not they have a solution to something.
0: Yeah, 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 because we don't. It's a super. Because you don't see that, I assume. You know, like when you're in those other spaces that you're in elsewhere, so they're maybe all female or gendered in a different way, or racialized in a different way, from engaging with different cultures, You wouldn't have that, or would you have that? I think you do. Is it got coded in? Is it got hard coded in because you're all academic?
1: Not all academic, but I think that it's. I think that like people need ways to keep going. Yeah, 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 for sure. But I think it's kind of the the arrogation that I can identify what the problem is that I can be yeah. clear what I that I think that what I think the problem is the problem. And that therefore I can move in there to identifying solutions that don't compromise me. My yeah, yeah. identity, my Oh so, so it's a
0: type of solution. Then. Yeah yeah. It's the mode, the form. The, the form. content, the form But even the
1: idea of a solution like like that that is we don't we don't think about things in terms of natural processes we don't think about things in terms of emergence very often we don't think about things complexity very often solutions is super
0: it's interesting isn't it because like the because institutions all have that kind of project management approach don't they you know what i mean what's your what's your you know everything needs a rank rating and everything needs everything you know what are your deliverables and what's your time scale and what's your kind of quality criteria for acceptance and what's your Oh my god. Just like, there's no way. So the layers and layers,
1: no. And the the more things become unsolvable, the more they want to measure their success because the harder people grasp onto the, the kind of. Hope or the the need to believe that this can be fixed because the idea of collapsing or of it not succeeding is something that people can't hold because they think that means the end of the world. There's literally nothing outside of it for some people. Yeah. So the, if there's no horizon beyond it, then the only thing that holds it is the horizons that contain it, and those are all destructive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you can't. You can only really imagine tinkering in the system I think so you can't imagine or a a better capitalism anything that's beyond reform exactly and it's a better capitalism
1: isn't it exactly
0: it's nothing else or a better capitalist university yeah. whatever that looks like. So I mean, can I you can't either. even What's your hope around that then. You know?
1: Exactly. I've got friends that work with this sort of like a really simple matrix of like, you know, sort of understanding what soft reform is, so the tinkering or radical reform is all the alternatives that, you know, not all of them, but certainly some alternatives that you and I have been involved in, the horizon of what would be radical reform. It's kind of yeah, radical yeah, reform, yeah. maybe it's outside of capitalism, but it's still so well within a patriarchy it's still well within white supremacy those things you know it's still well within this instrumental rationality but then what is actually beyond that like what is moving beyond that i think that is people struggle with that yeah and so i think the horizons of hope are like some of the things that we invest our hope in and that we work towards making feasible i think those are also part of the problem put your
0: hope in the wrong place
1: yeah and, and not really understand that especially especially people sort of working on the edge especially people working in alternatives especially people who have radical identities and are rewarded for them especially people who are super critical of everything like it's I think it's hardest for those people and you know maybe for us to see that actually that, that this hope is invested in the wrong place.
0: Where do I invest my hope now? And it, and it actually has become increasingly less in structures. Well, I was coming back to being in the trade union, if I'm honest, because I think there's enough energy in there to be able to kind of think about new forms of organizing. And I want to do that, I'm doing casework, and I'm interested, and I'm happy about doing casework, although I'm unhappy about doing it, you know, because it's like as an individual, there's a contact between your soul and somebody else's soul, and you feel like you might be able to add them up. But there's hope in trying to get a good solution for that person, which might just be that they accept the position they're in, you know what I mean? And that, And that is it. But I'm not, and increasingly, it's kind of my relationships with, say, people like you, and sitting here and doing this, and having these conversations, and it's not necessarily in structures of the institution or non-institutionalised, well, institutionalised but non-educational kind of structures. You know what I mean? So, it, so I kind of, do, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a governor at a pupil referral unit, and I'm happy, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm happy to do that work because I feel like I can help move that space along. You know what I mean? And it's like about trying to find some, some hope in that space about the progress of those, of those children, you know, but I don't feel like sort of, if I think about things like say cooperative university or something that's formal in that way I just don't see how it, how it escapes the logics, the, the constituting logics of the system we're in and therefore becomes, therefore becomes just a space in which you pour, you piss away more and more of your own energy for nothing because the system isn't going to let you break the system it's just no. going to valorise you and, and or
1: visibilise you
0: or erase you yeah, yeah, yeah erase you yeah silence you erase you destroy you cuss you over the head with a bat on it's interesting because I've been reading quite a lot of communisation you know and it's kind of the, the idea that actually do you, do you just, do we have to just skip the lower form of communism we have to skip transition that actually you've got to you know you've got to break the system nice in nice in theory right but how are you going to do how are you going to do it without, without barbarism how are you going to do it without Societal breakdown. How are you gonna Are you gonna bring people with you? You know what I mean. We see that last night. They got an election. Are you gonna do it without yeah. and bring people with you? You're not gonna do it. Oh, it's civil war. And and so, I,
1: I think yeah. I think working again within those categories. Like I think they're the ones that we have. We have the either or, and I think yeah. there has to be new conversations around. Um, people are having these conversations. I can send you some links. Maybe we can mm. link to as well. Yeah. Um, there's some really interesting yeah, conversations they, yeah. about people who are thinking about how to. Um, Soften the glide, let's say, mm-hmm. or how to hospice, uh, hospicing, yeah, 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 really. Andriotti's yeah. stuff on hospicing, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which I think the kind of dicey area of work that is to be done around this is that you know it's, I think it can get coded as accelerationism, yeah, yeah which yeah, yeah, leads to yeah, yeah, what yeah, yeah, you were yeah, just yeah, yeah, kind of painting yeah, the picture. whole land thing, yeah, 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 and that's that's super misanthropic and also um, just uh, violent. and in terms of all life, yeah, and yeah, what's yeah. already flourishing, so, but, but there that, are ways of thinking about it that, that don't exist within, I think, the, the binaries uh, and the imagination that we have. And the, hosp- um,
0: the hospicing is is the hospicing of the institution as it passes away.
1: It's about the entire system as it dies. Mm. The institution's obviously being of yeah, but it's, yeah, about yeah, the entire, yeah. so it's the entire way of being. Yeah, yeah. That gives rise to these institutions, and that's reinforced by them. Yeah. So it is beyond what we can, from this position here in the society, imagine. And if, so, so and we're living. We beyond what we can imagine. I think. So
0: we li- so, so we live in sort of minute by minute in that in that moment. And are we living? You know what I mean? Because we can't. Because we can't. we think of time
1: in that way, this is the other thing. So time would be part of it as yeah, well yeah. in terms of how we conceive of ourselves and historical. Abolish the clock.
0: Or Oh,
1: what is the clock doing for us? The, you know, yeah. And, and, and so sort of then that sort of, you know, makes us revisit that binary between urgency, which there clearly is. And yeah. Like you were saying, you don't not do that work with the children to, to make sure that they have all possible Something. chances of surviving yeah. and thriving in a system yeah. that is, you know, designed to not to fail and to eliminate people and all kinds of possibilities but um, so there's the urgency but there's also that that urgency if all we do is reproduce solutions within that urgency we just continue to reproduce the system so there also has to be a different kind of time that is hard for people to sit with because I think it's slow but it's also not ours like it's also not human time necessarily you know if you think about all the different temporalities that that are around us all the time we can't even notice we've abolished those temporalities right because
0: we because we don't because we get up at 6am anyway you know what i mean irrespective and irrespective of whether it's snowing (laughs) or frozen or too hot or there's a fire outside you've got to go to work right
1: exactly and we don't even notice like i I had an experience recently where it was really simple but it really made me aware of like there's already all this multiplicity around us we're already part of it like Mm. even if you sort of are really still for hours and hours outside you can see that for example insects have their own temporalities they all move at different speeds yeah. for different reasons you know yeah. like if you look at fruit rotting on the ground for example it's doing something it's just super slow so you know the time space that we live in is impoverished yeah. mm, commodified um, proletarianized commodified. And, our, and our theory of change is the same
0: because we can't think but it but a part of it is how do you read how do you reconceptualize that temporality or those possibilities, whilst at the same time yeah. your being your body, and your soul, your mind are all being conditioned by clock time.
1: I don't know. I don't I wish I I I the it's answer, a it's too. a rhetorical thing, yeah, really. Know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't expect
0: you to have the answer, but I just kind of that's yeah. It's another thing, isn't it? The amount of emotional labour it takes to exist in a world that is brutalising, and inside institutions yeah. that are brutalising and toxic, whilst at the same time having to reimagine, well, having to not reimagine, having yeah. to having to live or reimagine yourself in, in, a, different, in a different set of conceptions, which oh, might be a different form of temporality, might be a different engagement with nature, might be a different engagement with the past and your histories and your ancestors and all of that, which we don't. So it's like, a, I, I, I get that our lives are always layered in that way it's such a radical, radically different way of thinking about yourself in the world which is potentially liberating but at the same time requires quite a lot of emotional energy and cognitive energy to kind of engage with what's at the same time having to survive in this world.
1: Yeah, and it can't be individualized. You know? no, we're no, all no. super atomized, which is uh, one of the conditions. It can't be all conceptualizing either. It has to be cognit- uh, yeah. on the cognitive and yeah. and in terms of practice. This is a... A, a reclaiming of this day in a different way. So yeah. I, don't, I, I do feel that all of this is part of that work. Yeah, how we actually do it in this place and time, I think is a real challenge because of the way in which our lives are organized and so entangled with and dependent on these institutions and these ways of being, ways of thinking.
0: I don't think I understand enough about hope.
1: I don't. None know. Of us I, feel do like, really I feel like right. this is a good thing. Like I, I don't. I, don't, yeah, I know you find, Maybe you found me on a really good day, um, but I actually think that like that's a good starting point. Like it's much better than thinking we do understand it, because I think if we think we don't understand it, that means there's questions.
0: Well, that are, you know, when you sort of think about, I think about it in terms of like I can do that. that. I can't. Well, I don't even know enough about hopelessness, really. Certainly not from a kind of psychological. Perspective, I don't think, and there is a there's a different. I have a different. Oh, maybe it quite got a naive take on, on, on hope.
1: What do you think your take
0: is? Oh, I don't know really. I don't know because I like, you know you go away and you read about venturing beyond and you sort of think, oh, I don't know, Jack. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, what is my take?
1: I think black is misread actually. Do you? It. Because. Because I think he can only read in the categories that we have around hope already. Okay. and okay. about expectation right. and anticipation, okay. yeah. including for himself. Yeah, but yeah. I think actually if you... If, okay, so this is totally my reading of him, and other people are going to disagree, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but actually the more I read of him, the more I see... Of, in fact, I was actually going to... thinking about writing a, a piece called Hope is a Distant Memory. Okay. Which would not be a... Um, because? Because I think what he's writing about is, is partly the... The entanglement and relationality that already exists, no matter what, basically. Yeah. And that it's through that entanglement and relationality at every level, from the molecular to the cosmic, basically, and certainly in the social. Yeah, it's shape. quantum
0: entanglement. It's, it's everything, right? Yeah,
1: it's everything. And, and the relationality that, that we have with each other, including all the sort of ways in which we, and And the relationship between the body and the mind, and that that's there, and that's been... That's been deliberately structured out over, like, a long time for us, right? Like, we don't know how to be in that way relationally and entangled. I think there's something about recovering that or trying to reconnect with that entanglement, no matter where we are, even if we're in the institution. Yeah, yeah. That makes makes things open up even in a different way, even though we are not, like, sort of having an action in there. So I think Bloch is often, especially because he was in a particular form of Marxism that he was um, sort of engaging with, and what his interpretation of it, his sort of final category of possibility, which is that the objectively real possible, kind of depends on practice. And that so there's this it's sort of imbued sense of, we have to act in order to activate things, to make things happen. Mm-hmm. It's the kind of human intention action sort of revolutionary moment. In which, and the revolutionary moments he gives are all like young revolutionary men, the Industrial Revolution. It's all very much this model of like change yeah, and okay. how things are but my understanding from what i'm learning more about oh, yeah, relationality on every level not that i'm studying every level but 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 looking at for example some of the physics and looking also with the psychology and looking at you know sociality and things that i think i think i think we don't have to we don't have to like so much create something that's not there i think we have to reactivate or reconnect with or become sensible to stuff that is already there that actually mm-hmm. if if we think about a horizon as something we carry within us as opposed to, which is Gadamer's way of thinking about it, as opposed to something that's out there, then if we change as the horizon, then those possibilities change. But it doesn't mean that that then is the answer to the revolution. I think this is the other thing. Well, it's a constant movement, movement. isn't it? But what it does for me is it it, it makes movement possible.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is a different kind of hope than saying if I make that movement... No, 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 that is it. But this that. for me
1: is, and I'm not sure yeah. that's all it is, but I think also then, then priorities may Move. look different. Yeah. Um, investments may look different.
0: So when you were talking about, you know, it's a uh, distant
1: distant memory. Distant and I memory, memory. memory, memory. Sort of yeah. Deep.
0: Because for me, that's memory. kind of that's kind of how I don't know if I think about it. If I think about hope, I think about. I suppose I think about with no kind of structure to it or no yeah. kind of theoretical yeah. positioning yeah. around it. I think about it in terms of opening out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an opening out of the, of the of the soul, I see it as soulful, I see it as a kind of a, a, a richer interconnection between body, mind and soul that understands past and that it's kind of, it's an eruption, it's an eruption from the past because it's a kind of a reconciliation of myself with my past in order to point in a new direction in that I'm a more kind of ease with myself hope for me is not, root, is not rooted in the future it's grounded in the past you know what I mean and, and and but also and therefore enabling a richer set of connections in the present whatever the present is and wherever the present is and whenever the present is you know and so I'm not I'm not interested in utopias either really I'm just interested in a, con, in a constant movement as an act of opening oneself out bearing in mind you've got to keep safe and all that kind of stuff you know so there are some months in which you can't do that. And that's part of the problem with the university to me, that it doesn't offer any space for that opening out, for that reconciliation with the past, um, for healing.
1: Healing is important. And if if, so, if it's like you want that on bit of a brown? basis, I'm going to work on my... Okay. Okay. Yeah, have this that, have, that. It.
0: have that. No, no, I've already split the last bit, so you, you have that. Okay, I'll do that. quite chewy, right?
1: I think the idea also of opening out, if we can somehow develop receptivity to things that we can't already perceive from within that space as being viable, or in themselves or interesting or or worthwhile or if we can see for example things we couldn't see people we couldn't see ideas we couldn't see before i mean especially things like with academics especially sort of just becoming able to potentially value the effective potentially value the deep psychological potentially value the embodied i mean some of the people that you know I've, i've been working with are like you know we are deeply uncomfortable with our bodies, and, and you know, if we think about the kind of you talking about the rupture with your past, if we think about the rupture that is capitalism and that is colonialism in terms of human relationships, like how how gaping of a wound is that, and what do we have to do to sustain that all the time, Yeah. Um, and through generations, but not that many generations either. This is the other thing: is in terms of inherited trauma, and uh, certainly mine is. I don't want to claim any, but collectively. Um, and, and inherited patterns of, of denying other people's trauma and suffering. It's not that many years to even pass that down. We continue to do it. So I do think that realities pluralize potentially if we open out. So that there are it's definitely quantum, isn't it? I think it's partly quantum.
0: Definitely quantum. I think
1: there are other ways of looking at it that I really don't feel comfortable with talking about because they're not my ways of seeing but i no, no. but I definitely have Spending thinking, conversation with other people for whom
0: it's not quantum, it's not. but See, it I'm is
1: it. metabolic. Mm. I'm interested in the
0: quantum. I'm interested in the quantum, the metabolic. I'm interested in the dialectical as well, mm-hmm. the Hegelian. Not in a kind of you know, I you know, there's all those things, aren't there, about Hegel? But which I kind of get. But having re- you know, having spent a bit of time with him, you know, and having thought about the relationship between you know the philosophical and the scientific. There's something about the philosophical and the scientific. There's something about the dialectical and the historical and the material, you know, and the and the un, the, the universal stories we tell each other, and then the plural, particular experiences that the system tries to squeeze out of us, and then the, you know, then those new kind of individual positions that sort of develop from that that we then try to. You know, and that, that our ability to develop something, I guess, that is more identity-related and that is more um, accepting on a pluralistic level, so that accepts many realities, mm-hmm. I think, is a beautiful thing. You know uh, what I mean? In many brands, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah.
1: I, I wonder about also like how we can discern when, let's say, a dialectic, when that is producing something radically emerging or when both yeah. poles of the dialectic are caught within a wider frame um, in which so you know there, there's been a lot of um, discussion already about in some ways you know socialism and capitalism i mean yes they are radically different for some people but actually for other people there are two versions of essentially the same extractivist um, yeah 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 you know yeah, system. it's a patriarchal yeah, yeah, uh, industrialized racial yeah, yeah. nationalist, yeah. nationalist yeah. system so I think there's also ways of thinking about the sort of framing of the problem and the framing of the alternative and being super critical about actually more focusing on the framing of the alternative as as opposed to focusing on this because it makes us think that we are outside when in fact we are squarely within and invisibilizing the entire rest of the possibility in usually the rest of the world I don't personally today at least find that a cause for hopelessness I find that a source of great excitement but it doesn't mean it's like I also don't think it's hard or I don't think it's safe in the sense of I don't think
0: I suppose I wonder the extent to which those possibilities get squeezed in the in a fascist future
1: I mean I think that the sort of field of practice and the space of practice has to be where we are
0: yeah 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 I mean we don't give up just because it's you know. so I think I the
1: stakes are high. I think the stakes are life The Stakes itself. are very high. This is still a kind of extra frame or an additional frame. Never, of course, radical, but even in its, even in its, um, sort of really, you know, tame and domesticated and you know internalized form, there's there, there's no sense of urgency in the institutions and no sense of conscience. It really is a complete filter bubble of like
0: empiricist, positivist, empiricist,
1: positivist. Uh, I think disciplinary like rather than kind of.
0: You know, separated prestige, privilege, power, maintenance, reproduction, the hope of the better capitalism, all of that.
1: And I don't even think there is like, I mean, there's certainly willful denial, but I don't think it's so much that even a lot of the people that are making the big decisions in these institutions are sort of explicitly denying the problem and trying to avert it.
0: Yeah, well, you wouldn't, would you? Because it will sort it one way or another. And in the meantime, what are your NSS scores like?
1: Andreasi has another sort of, you know, frame that she uses about the beach.
0: The beach. Yeah. The beach. We have a hospice on the beach.
1: Hospice on the beach. And the beach is interesting. There's all sort of visual metaphors, for, at least for the beach. And it's about people who are sort of wading, swimming, ducking and diving. In the sense, of, you know, her argument is that you can't even ask the questions that need to be asked
0: until yeah, the water say, is...
1: Right. At what? least up to your ass, basically. But but the the got interesting set of questions for people at different stages. It's super pedagogical because it's not like a everyone has to be diving because they're not because it's it's structurally there's a question of structural injustice and depravity as opposed to like a personal choice. Who is actually underwater right now, literally, um, and has been for some time. But the, but the point is that at every stage you can ask critical questions to try to make you aware of why you are not seeing. Yeah. Or why you're not feeling. Yeah. Or why it's or why you can still choose not to see or to feel. Or to, why you're numbed. I've got another friend and she does this amazing work on disimmunization, which is sort of like oh, a whole bunch of different kinds of practices with the body and also with you know, relationality and.
0: It requires yeah. such a different kind of non-hegemonic way of immersing yourself yeah. in the world. Yeah. yeah. Anti-patriarchal.
1: None of us know how to do. No. But I feel like that's a very different way of being, not, maybe not very different in terms of how much we could be very different right now from where we are and who we are, well, the thing uh, but it's a different way of being in this orientation of, here's this problem, I think I know what the problem is, I'm not going, I'm to, going to solve solutions it. to solve it, and I am sure I can if I get the right solution. Someone gives me enough money, from, uh, yeah. With, if I get the, yeah, if I get the deliverables right. Exactly, using all of the same frameworks of policy, I just, that's a very different feeling for me.
0: I just feel I feel as well actually I've learned quite a lot I don't understand it but I've learned quite a lot from from some of the reading around you know like um, Two Wife Smith and Eve, Eve, you know he's um, talking all about on indigeneity and indigenous education and all of that you know just trying to make sense well I can't make, no not trying to make sense just trying to immerse myself in what it might mean to imagine the world otherwise What be, not necessarily you know Sarah talks about like kind of Onto epistemological kind of positions knowing, doing, being you know, and part of it's that and just giving myself up to that a little bit, but some of it's that kind of it is that relationship and I suppose I think about this a lot because I think about my past quite a lot ancestry and stories, and the deeper connection to that and a deeper connection because I'm a Midlander right so as part of it's like a deeper connection to what is that what's that land then think about the land you know what what is that land given us and what have we what have we sacrificed on it and who and who and what? And what, what what, ways of living and working and being and doing and what animals and what flora and fauna and all of that have gone in that space so I'm interested in trying to think through all of those lineages that are natural and humane and, and ancestral and their historied and their history and their philosophy and their whatever you know and their mineral in those spaces, not that I understand where I'm going with that, but I think it's a different way of kind of relating to the place I'm in and the history I'm from and the, and the you know, and all of that, you know, and then trying to reflect on, well, but my world that I'm forced to live in in order to put food on the table doesn't look like that. It looks mm-hmm. like I'm forced into this thing here, and how do I, re- how do I relate those then? Because I don't think the world that I'm forced into is hopeful. I think that it, that it that it, it accelerates. Death and destruction and exploitation and expropriation and silencing and but this sort of, I'm not, I'm not a fetishizer of the world, so I don't understand the world. But it, but but it strikes me that there's a possible way of immersing yourself in order to try to understand your relationships to more than yourself and more than the people around you.
1: I think it's totally possible. I really struggle to do it. I'm really trying to learn as much as I can, find as many opportunities to do so, um, without exploiting those opportunities as well Mm -hmm. it's also really hard said i've had this writer's block really for a while a block more like a slowdown
0: a writer's writer's writer's
1: slowdown and i've written some things recently though where i have felt even trying not to be especially trying not to be it is too expropriative and that i don't have enough relationship with the knowledges and you know the people with whom i've been working Mm. where those who been shared.
0: You're crafting at it though aren't you? I am it's crafting not, uh, it you know.
1: for that purpose. I think this is part of also the struggle that I have. Is a lot of the stuff I'm doing I actually don't want to write about in these forms. Yeah, I don't yeah. write about yeah, it all. Yeah. Which doesn't stop me from talking about it and even talking about it. Um, I think there are still issues of responsibility and accountability that I haven't come to grips with yet. One of the things as well is in terms of doing things a bit differently is actually sitting with the uh, invitation and sitting with the possibility that I I can't use them in in that way that you know maybe I'm working with things or working with people um, you know different knowledges different insights different experiences and actually maybe you know I don't Get to use them for anything instrumental,
0: yeah, tool, and, that, and that's and that okay, be, right?
1: It's well, it has to be. That's liberating, thing. right? It's liberating. Well, yes, it is. Actually, it I does mean, mean that I have oh, nothing to bad. say at the moment, which is fine. But also, it requires a read. And again, I feel really uncomfortable because I don't, I don't think I'm doing this very well yet. So, or maybe I, I don't, maybe I, I don't know if I can do it well. So I'm, I'm quite anxious about that. But i think it's a big question about how are we like why are we engaging with knowledge at all why are we engaging with other people why are we learning anything i think if especially as an academic you know everything is channeled has been channeled for a long time into these very instrumental things you either have to teach it or you have to write it or you have to perform it or you have to own it or you have to disseminate whatever but that means that this thing can't happen in terms of professional life and i think that that's a bigger decision. Are you protective feel, of it, then, the away kind of, from
0: your professional life?
1: I felt... but
0: like you have to nurture it in a different way. I felt like I have... Because otherwise it would be polluted.
1: Not polluted, but I feel like I have to respect it in a different mm. way. For its non-instrumentality. And then thinking about all knowledge in terms of its non-instrumentality. And all of this but it's like, it's the fucking debate we've had about like theory versus practice, blah, blah, blah. It all emerges out of the same problem. Which is this instrumentalization, but that's not what it's for. Yeah,
0: that's never um, been what it's for. Instrumentalization for particular ends that reflect particular people's needs and, for power and desires, and,
1: and status yeah. and control, and, and control of a reality, and control of other people's reality and desires yeah, and investments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in, yeah, yeah. In, in that, all of that gives How us power, are you and that we somehow <laughs> use that power to liberate—it's bullshit. So, undoing that unravels a profession for sure.
0: So that's why I'm hopeless, because that won't be unravelled. Because there are people who who claim to be more radical, who claim to hate this system, who claim to want to break the system, who are operationalizing it for whatever reason you know around the ref they you know they don't resist the call of being the ref coordinator or the that or writing impact cases or doing work that is specifically focused around that you know what I mean they don't resist it, and I just sort of look at it and think. So actually, the beauty of that position for me is just like I was just sort of thinking about, you know, almost like say, almost in terms of safeguarding. Yeah. So, almost in terms of, you know, that these are There's this, this a, a sense that that what you've engaged with is potentially potentially vulnerable, and you don't want to bring it into the space because actually, what would that do, what would that do to it? But also, what would it do to your relationship to the to the places and peoples and stories and histories and things that you've engaged with and there and therefore, with yourself. Mm-hmm. Therefore, yeah. with yourself.
1: And I just think there are real dangers for sure. people and for knowledge,s um, including the stuff that we do at the grassroots and you know in, in our own spaces here. And I think there are genuine and increasing dangers. Yeah, that's.
0: That seems. I think that's a. That's a. I might turn this off in a second because that's a perfect place to end. Well, we'll see if it's recorded or anything because it's quite noisy. Um, but that that was quite. That, that's a Joy Division ending. That is, Not is for that, me, because I was yeah. just sitting
1: here thinking. I actually feel quite light, even though that's yeah. heavy. I feel, I feel like that gives me more light than. But but maybe than the, the other options I have. There's
0: a the thing, isn't there, about accepting it and vo- accepting it and voicing it and wanting to do the and wanting to do it. And wanting to, there's a doing and a being in it. Versus accepting that it will never work or it'll get polluted or I can't do that or I better do this or whatever and resigning. At least you have, at least yeah. this is a way of existing that is potentially has a potential liberatory bit of content in it. And potentially, form, but potentially. with caution. With caution, I I think. Think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I,
1: I would just I remember I was I forgot to say something that I wanted to and it was about the purity and pollution thing that I think that's another element of this whole way of thinking that really paralyzes people um, and there's a, a really good book I like Or she's got a bunch of podcasts as well by um, a, a fantastic woman called Alexis Shotwell and her book is called Against Purity and, um, Living Ethically in a Compromised World and she, she sort of surveys a bunch of different um, sort of contexts in which purity politics or the idea of pollution has um, compromised our understanding of Entanglement and how that affects accountability and things, but also recognizing that we are already compromised and seeking some sort of purity is utterly salvation. Uh, salvation. Uh, I love that actually. That purity thing is like let's immunity. clean the clean.
0: I want the green flag on the beach. I want the I want the EU green flag, right? You know, whatever it is, whatever yeah. colour the flag is. My, my beach is is toxins free and this doesn't have the plastic on it and it's pure and it's
1: yeah or that you know pristine. Uh, or that we don't fuck up and,
0: you know, oh, well, we're not allowed to do that
1: uh, we, we do, a bunch I
0: have. we do, yeah, but we're own not own allowed fashion. to are we, Are we? I mean that's why institutions don't take aren't, don't, don't take um, don't fess up, don't no. put their hands up and say uh, screw that up or I'm sorry, it's why you find that when people are being restructured, normal, people don't say sorry for the, mm. you know I'm sorry about the pain this is causing you I'm sorry about what this is doing to you I'm sorry about...
1: So healing and learning yeah, and I think there's also this sense of um, I know you wanted to stop, I'm sorry, but no, the, no, we carry of on. Because this might be the only bit
0: that, we, that, that like anyone can hear. So. Another,
1: yeah. another thing about healing and and learning is that I think there's another sort of white liberal fantasy that you know we can fuck up and it can really hurt people and systems and possibilities, and that if we just all learn from it and heal, then somehow that absolves. And I think that's another thing to also, you know, reflect critically on that actually healing and learning, yes, but it doesn't mean that then there is absolution. And that is, that is like, okay, that is how that is.
0: Forgive and forget, right?
1: Yes, no. And going back to the, you know, the beginning of the conversation about solutions, if if we look at colonialism through that lens. Then I think there are like really big questions about racial justice and yeah and what that looks like and why it's not what white people
0: want it to be. Well, they can't bear that, right? No. Well, I might turn it off. See what we've got. Says so yeah. fifty-two minutes and forty-five seconds or That's something. That's long. Yeah, it is.